Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everybody, and welcome to the All Music Podcast holiday episode. Another strange year to be sure, so we're going to offer up a very interesting Christmas tune by the band Morphine. We're also going to include a very special chat with Billy Conway, the band's drummer, that Steve Folsom conducted, as they are good friends and work together both live and in the studio. I came into Morphine's orbit working at Disc. The label had licensed their first album, Good, and subsequently put out the classic Cure for Pain and the underrated Yes before being flipped to a major label. I had not heard this Christmas tune until the other Steve suggested it for a podcast focusing on Christmas songs that we were asked to participate in. I was sold on the first listen. It's just so perfectly morphine. It turns out it was originally the B-side to a rare 7-inch of Cure for Pain and was included on the 2009 compilation At Your Service and is now widely available. Morphine was a Boston band, and as Rykodis was located just outside Boston, in Salem, the band would stop by the label and often make the rounds. They were intimately involved in all aspects of their career and image, including the album graphics, and would always stop by the art department. Interesting cats, to be sure. Interesting, to be sure. I knew the guys from previous incarnations of other bands over the years. Mark always had two or three projects going at once and another forming in his head. He recorded every rehearsal, every show, and even other people's shows, always searching for the next new idea. Dana and Billy were very much in demand as studio session players and constantly being courted for new projects. But Morphine turned out to be special. When I was home from my touring, I spent a good amount of time at High and Dry, Mark's loft studio in Cambridge, and filling in for their longtime sound guy, Phil Davidson, when he was otherwise engaged. Those times were a much-needed reconnection to the local music scene for me. I recently spent some time off with Billy Conway at his farm and studio in New Hampshire. Got to talking and hit record on their Mac to capture the moment. I'm here hanging out in New Hampshire on a truly majestic fall day with my good friend Bill. Not exactly thinking about Christmas, but curious about an old gem of a song you were involved in creating, Morphine's Sexy Baby Christmas Mine. How did Mark, a nice Jewish boy from a Boston suburb, get to this? <laughs> well, that's a good intro, and that's a good question. Um, a little history. Mark did not speak a lot about how he wrote his songs. And when we worked on songs, his methodology was not to talk about what the lyrics are or what we should do to support the lyrics. He would be much more painterly about it. You know, think about palm trees or think about a cold day. 
but it wasn't ever directly related. So sexy Christmas, baby mine, we all knew what the words meant. So we did not really have to think about that. Musically, you can tell by the recording that we were exploring. He had three little shapes that we worked off of. We knew those shapes, but we didn't know when they were coming. And that was often what it was like working with Mark. Probably because he didn't know when they were coming. He was just kind of improvising. But there were three phrases in that song that we worked with. Now, how he came to it, I think Dana and I would both probably agree that it sounds like there was a tryst in his life that maybe occurred right around Christmas time for a good Jewish boy. And that there was some memory involved that somehow raised its head around the holiday season. The first time I remember exploring a little bit with that song was in the studio between Christmas and New Year's, both Trita Wright and Morphine always tried to record during those holidays because it gave us something to do, to not be hanging around the house and, you know, engaging in, you know, holiday cheer so much. You know, Dana had family nearby, but um, we didn't really do much of that. So we always tried to book time with Coldery at Fort Apache and, and record during that period. It was kind of just a thing we did and enjoyed. So the first time I remember exploring that song was just messing around in the studio with those little parts. And then it kind of came together. And the truth of the matter is, I can only remember playing that song live out in the world one or two times. And I think we laughed all the way through it because we would never do it during the holiday season. We would <laughs> do it in July in Ohio, you know. So it was a, just a little bit of a palate cleanser in our show, but we didn't do it very often. And that's because we, maybe because we never really nailed down how it was supposed to go. You know, you can feel that in the recording, that there is a part where it felt like we wanted to take off swinging and then we would hold it back. So, you, you know, you can feel that when you listen to it. But I do think it is a lovely Christmas song because even though it's, it's, it's mighty dark, there is a sense of longing and desire in it that, um, that Christmas can inspire or the holidays can inspire for many, many people. So that's kind of the what I know about its its or what I remember about its origins and uh, the genesis. But it was not a staple of our show. <laughs> so not really a, designed to be an instant Christmas classic. <laughs> uh, no, no, I don't think so. Um, I think we had been approached about doing a Christmas song or a holiday song. I can't remember, it might have been Hear Music or one of those local Boston projects early in the day. It might have been inspired by that period, I don't know, I can't remember about that. You kind of answered my second question. So I did? What yeah. was the second? About, you know, was it a premeditated Christmas song recorded in July to be released? I know, but I, I think we can go further. I oh, think okay. there was a sense of longing. And I know that the recording that you hear is from an MBR show that I think I'm pretty sure was like in July or in the hot summer. I remember the studio being hot. 
But the reason we did it was we always enjoyed going to MBR. They had a nice studio, and we enjoyed playing there, and we would always get good recordings. So we would try out new things. You know, some of the stuff that got released from those shows, we did at MBR because we liked recording there, and generally... And recording live. And recording live, and they did a nice job. So I remember when (laughs) Mark brought that out, it was like, as long as we're here, let's see what happens to this song. And, you know, again, it's dark, but I remember smiling going, I love this. <laughs> it's hotter than 80s down here, and we're recording Sexy Christmas Baby Mine. That being said, I do think it's a really nice holiday song in that it does pull at the heartstrings of the kind of longing that can often come along with the holidays. Well, that kind of wraps morphine up in a nutshell. And I have to say that this is just a perfect original Christmas tune. Usually I lean towards classic holiday tunes and interpretations of those classics as opposed to original tunes. I once put together a bummer Christmas tunes playlist and can say that it was both perfectly titled, but also never played again. This is different and classic and morphine. All Music Movies is part of the All Music Podcast series and a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 